0: Tommy Frazier, how many tackles can one man break?
1: Now when I say uh, you say uh, uh. he's hit and got away. Man, woman and child did that put him in the aisle.
0: Uh, and when I say hey, you say
1: hi, hey. Taylor Martinez first down Taylor And Abdullah still on his feet. Wester Camp throws a block.
0: Amir Abdullah all the way home. Touchdown, Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Let me clear my throat.
1: Oh! So, if you get the chance, you should go. Uh, I was telling you about this the other day, or telling our, our little Facebook group, but the South Park, the season, or this season, episode one, like the first, just the first two or three minutes. If you haven't seen it, it's it's absolutely perfect for all of this stuff that's been going on with Kaepernick and Rose Ivy and all this stuff. Can
0: those little sobs get down on their knees? And I mean, they don't have
1: legs. (laughs) They they so they did sitting down instead of kneeling because yeah they don't. It was so it is absolutely perfect about how all like everybody's paying attention to the national anthem now as opposed to the. Mm -hmm. Came like the national anthem's over and there's there, there's all these news cameras and the state or the it's a volleyball game so the gym's all full and they're all like what are the kids gonna do for the national anthem and then as soon as it's over like everybody leaves the camera crews leave and they like they're like oh so it's four sits to two to to two stands <laughs> that's how the that's how the game ends up or whatever and then all the kids that are playing volleyball are like everybody leaves they're like there's like three people in the stand they're like what. <laughs> and then the ref's like play ball. <laughs> it's per- it's absolutely perfect because that's what it's turning. So, I used to watch South Park all the time, but like they have all of the episodes on uh Hulu. Well, it's not but because I pay for a subscription though, so I don't know if
0: well, it's not because I can't find it. It's just because at at a certain point it went from like really funny to way overboard. <laughs> yeah. I think it was the episode where they stuck a scope Madonna.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. It was, I'm was just like, whoa. I've noticed, so I've noticed that sometimes their their little clips will go viral or whatever. And they're, they're, it seems like, anyway, lately, maybe they've always been doing this, but they're commenting much, much more on what's going on in the world. Socially. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty funny. Even if you don't necessarily always agree with what they have to say, they always make it funny. All right. So uh, since we did our last episode, there's again, uh, I'm not like thrilled uh, that this isn't necessarily something I want to spend a ton of time talking about, but there have been some things that have happened that I think have kind of gone borderline crazy a little bit, both sides, uh, I would say. So after, with the whole thing with Michael Rose Ivy, if you've listened to the radio at all this week, you've heard some of the craziness, but we actually did our episode last time before he gave his statement.
0: Yeah, it's gotten like a little haywire since right. since our episode. And you know, honestly, I actually PM'd Michael Rose Ivy mm-hmm. on Twitter just, you know, supporting him. Call it a DM by the way. Or whatever it is. <laughs> Direct message. Old man. It could be another D word. <laughs> um anyway. I uh I just said, Hey, keep doing what you're doing, support you. You know, don't let the don't let the crazies get to you type of thing, you know, because at the end of the day, like I said last time, we fight for our right to have rights. Yeah. And it's that not simple. to agree on right. stuff. And so people can have opinions. But I mean, Hal Dobb and and Governor Ricketts have taken this thing and spun it way out of control.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Hal Dobb. The, so the first thing is going back to his statement. I thought it was, again, was really well written. Really well, he he made his point. I don't agree with everything that he said, Michael. Yeah, like I don't I don't agree with like when when people start using the words systemic and institutional, that's where I kind of bristle up a little bit. But when he started talking about some of the reaction that he got, that's to to me, that's where you look at it and you understand where maybe people are coming from. Even if you don't agree with the institutional and systemic part of it, you you understand that some of that stuff still happens. And it's, it's, it really, that is what's disgusting. It's people saying stuff like they should be hung for the, at the next national anthem. And it just gross, disgusting things. Let's,
0: like, m- let's make it very clear. It's not just
1: our fan base that,
0: does that when you have a oh yeah when you have a system set up where you can be anonymous and say whatever you want without anybody knowing who it is that's going to happen so that happens on message boards
1: and it's a fine line between someone saying that and and meaning it like being sincere like they really that's what they think and someone who is 100 percent trolling and saying not that that's necessarily the best way to troll (laughs) that that's not gross way of trolling but there is a difference between someone who actually believes that and someone who's saying it because they know it's going to have shock value and that's the only reason they're saying it right well i
0: you know i I give mike michael rose ivy credit for um you know standing up there and and saying something it's because there's a lot of people that have been doing this lately and kaepernick was included he didn't give a statement
1: forever. Yeah, he did it for a couple games and before he ever And
0: I think MRI um probably gave the most intelligent, well thought out answer or perspective on this whole thing of anyone I've heard.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I there wasn't there was there was very little of what he said that I was like, I don't I don't agree with what he had to say. He said it very well. He made his points. He said why like you know <laughs> for someone you may disagree with on certain things this side or the other it's the best there's you can't do it any better i don't i mean again it, it i don't i don't understand why people are getting so worked up about this whole thing and what he had to say but i want to get into so some of the since that has happened then how dob came out and he called it like disgusting and disgraceful he, he's a regent I didn't know that. He's like used to be governor, I think, and then now he's a region. Anyway, uh, and had allegedly said that they better be kicked off the team, and that became a thing for like a day. Um, that was all over the radio, and
0: it really wouldn't be that big of a deal if he wasn't on the board of regents, right? You know, so yeah, I so I don't know if he was using that to his benefit or said it without really thinking it through
1: well he's since denied that he said it so uh, but i it's hard for me to understand why a media outlet would just completely make it up out of whole cloth so out of what (laughs) out of whole cloth they would just make it up out of nowhere like it doesn't make why would why would a media outlet do that it it doesn't make any sense so uh he he is alleged that he said it he's now taking it back the bet that they better be kicked off team part but and then, like you said, Pete uh, Governor Ricketts said it was disgusting and disgraceful. But then Hank Bounds came out and made an official statement from the university and said – like the, the key part was he said clearly the University of Nebraska will not restrict the First Amendment rights of any student or employee. I think of everything that's happened, that was the most important part. And 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 the reason why is because as this all was happening and you heard Dobbs start to come out and the governor and you had people going back and forth, I in my mind I started to think, are they are they really gonna maybe do something here? And then I started think, okay, that's gonna affect like this could be the the beginning steps of the death of a program. Right. Yeah. Like th- oh yeah, and that was starting to run through my mind, and I'm that like that was the
0: oh, first thing I thought about. Yeah,
1: let's calm down everybody here. So bounds coming out and saying that I think was very very important because it kind of put all of that to bed.
0: Yeah, and I mean I now Ricketts is meeting with, which I think is good. Ivy and and so. The whole reason that this has even happened is to get the conversation started between people that yeah. can do something about it and the people that feel like they have no power. Yeah. And so that's what's happening.
1: Yeah. That's that's the best thing. Like, that's what this is all about.
0: Right. So, you know, things are starting to happen. And this is happening all over the country. Yeah. This isn't just Lincoln, Nebraska. But the, I guess there's two huge things that happened for me that have been positives mm-hmm. is the way Mike Riley has handled it. Yes. And so his team knows they God, have his back. Could
1: you imagine the the old guy the old regime? <laughs> that that went through my head. <laughs> it I was scares like scares
0: me. Thank God. <laughs> and then secondly, the way uh President Bounds came yeah, out in yeah. support of not just the team, the players, but the whole student body. So um those things are huge positives, I think, for recruiting.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, because well, yeah, it's a hedge in a lot of ways because it puts to bed any concerns and then it actually becomes a bit of a positive because if you're a student student out there who's maybe has some similar thinking going on you know that hey nebraska is a place where you can go where the administration the coach have your back whether they agree with you or not and uh they're gonna not everybody's gonna agree with you right that's not what it is it's not oh we're here lovey dovey come here but we're gonna have your back whether we agree with you or not and 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 have a, a support of your your rights and so forth. So I I think it I absolutely agree. It's good for recruiting.
0: So <clears throat> here's a PSA for all the n- nut jobs out there that feel necessary to threaten someone's life over this type absolutely. of thing or another. Insane. I I know and have personal knowledge of that happening back in 2007 with a certain coach on that staff and he would get death threats Mm. because of how poorly certain aspects of the team were playing. Couldn't sit in the stands as his own kid's game in Lincoln Mm -hmm. because of it. And so you guys need to, you know, get a new perspective on reality.
1: Yeah. If you're you're making, this is the thing, I don't agree with a a lot of, that movement as a whole there's a lot of things that i don't agree with about it I, i'm probably with some of those people in that regard of i don't there's a lot of stuff about that i don't agree with and people can differ on that all altogether but if if you're making death threats if you're telling someone that they should be hung at the next anthem if you're calling them the n-word you are my enemy too
0: yeah i was like we don't want you at the stadium yeah you're not <laughs> on my you team representing what
1: you don't and that's not virtue signaling that's that's reality. We're right. not on the same page. Yeah. So you can and it it's a death threat for anything. If you're saying that for anything, like get out of my state. I I don't want you here. You know, uh, you're you're not on my yeah, you're so my enemy.
0: I heard that back, you know, is back in that time and I just like, really? Is it really that important?
1: I know it's it's gotten insane. So hopefully a lot of this, at least for Nebraska – I don't think it's – this weekend it's not going to be a thing because they won't even be out there for the anthem. The uh, home game, they, We they don't come out for the anthem. That's that, But I, I think hopefully now it's kind of something that gets put to bed and uh, we can kind of get back to focusing on football.
0: How funny do you think it is in the very same instance and game that went on, we also had four other players and go no- out and hold the
1: flag. I know. And then and- I'm thinking, how does Northwestern not have enough people out there to hold the flag? Well, and nobody's talking about that part of it either, right? I mean, someone could make an argument the other way and say, well, they shouldn't have went out there and held the flag or whatever. Like, someone could raise a ruckus about that, but nobody's even talking about You literally had two, like four players and three players doing like the exact opposite <laughs> thing. Know. In one instance, and we're like, look, talking about the one side of it, and
0: it, but it shows you the greatness of Mike Riley,
1: right? He allowed both
0: because he's like, like the team. It's not an issue. That could be a very divisive thing, like most teams. I
1: hope that's the case. There's part of me that's like, yeah, that's what a coach would say. That it hasn't. The
0: players have said that, though.
1: Well, yeah, and it's like, oh, that's what the players would say. But we'll we'll see. I I hope it has the opposite effect. I hope they come out this weekend and are really focused because all this has been going on and they just want to get to playing football but all that said we're going to get back to football when we get back after the break we're going to get into some big 10 stuff and then of course we're going to get into illinois versus nebraska breaking that down as well so we'll get into all that after the break you're listening to the scarlet and cream podcast on huskernodall.com Hey, Husker fans. John Morris here with the Scarlet and Cream podcast. So Pat and I, this is the thing. Pat and I want to become one of your regular stops. I know if you're like me, if you're like Pat in season, especially football, I'm sure it's the same way for a lot of you who are interested in other sports. But for for us, especially during the football season, we just can't get enough Husker news and information. I'm always reading articles and podcasts and listening to press conferences watching the analysis, and so forth. I just can't get enough. And so we'd like to become a regular stop for you in your search for all things Huskers and Husker football. So in order to do that, I want to ask that you'll head on over to huskernowitall.com slash iTunes if you're on an Apple device, huskernowitall.com slash Android for your Android device, or huskernowitall.com slash SoundCloud for laptop, desktop, and it's actually on Android and iOS as well. Head on over to whichever one of those you prefer and subscribe to the podcast. Also, if you'd leave us a review there, we'd appreciate that as well. And if you know anybody else who's just like us and can't get enough Husker content, if you'd share the show with them as well, we'd appreciate that. And again, make us a regular stop in your search for all things Husker information. We'd greatly appreciate that. We're going to do our best to both inform and entertain you. Pat will work on his comedy skills. I'll try and find the best news stories out there for you. And uh, again, hopefully do you proud. So again, be sure to subscribe. If you'd share, we'd appreciate that. And we'll get back into the episode. Welcome back to Scarlet Green Podcast on HuskerNoWiddle.com. So uh, I want to go through some of these Big Ten games and talk a little Big Ten football here. This Iowa versus Northwestern, this is a sneaky, important game because it's for the West. Because if Northwestern loses that game, they're they're basically out of it for the West. Two I think two losses in the West and you're uh and you're done. Especially to Nebraska and Iowa. Those and are gonna cause those are gonna be two of the ones that would be up there.
0: The way Wisconsin's playing.
1: Right, and the way Wisconsin's playing. On the flip side, if Iowa loses, they're that's gonna be putting them on the ropes. One more loss and they're and and they're probably done. So the this is a sneaky important game for both of these, uh, both of these teams.
0: No, I, I agree, um, and I, the Iowa just has not. Well, neither of them have looked very good to start the year.
1: Yeah, Iowa's. I don't. I don't. I don't know what Bethard the deal hasn't, is. Beathard hasn't been playing well. That's one one of the things, and it feels like I know, especially the NDSU game. I didn't get to see as much of the Rutgers game, but running the ball they've just been inconsistent
0: well i was just gonna ask you like what did they lose off of last year's team i i didn't look closely enough to know but they had to lose something
1: well they've they've really got skill player wise they're they're they have vandenberg back they got uh, bethard back they have daniels back i mean the only thing i could think of would be the o-line and i to be honest i don't really know uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't watch enough of their games to know they all just, the O linemen, but
0: they seem to go in cycles with that stuff. Yeah. Like they're I, just, they have a hard time being good for four or five years. Seems like they're.
1: Th- no, to to be fair, they've only lost one game and it was on a last second field goal. Granted, it was to an FCS team, but it was really. They're still, they still only have one loss, but yeah, they just have not looked. We went
0: nine and four <laughs> for seven years looking that way. <laughs> right.
1: All right. <laughs> they haven't looked good. So the the bad news for Iowa is that uh, Vandenberg is now out. they their basically right. their only reliable receiver is out for indefinitely? Could be out for the rest of the season. So uh, I think they're really gonna gonna struggle. Yeah, in the West, that's gonna be a
0: huge game, obviously, um, for those guys. And then what else do we have? Minnesota, Penn State. You know, I the way Penn state played last week. I just can't see that.
1: Well, yeah, this is, so this is, I think that's another important game. It is. It's an East West matchup. And it's, I think it's really going to tell you, give you some indicator of East versus West because Penn state just got slaughtered by Michigan, who is one of, one so of the, so I asked you teams.
0: like which big 10 school might be open that less miles could land at. Right. So that's Penn state could be the place. You're
1: right. Cause they, I mean, they got slaughtered and he's,
0: He's from Michigan, right? Uh, I think originally.
1: I'm not sure. I think he's up from this area.
0: Yeah, he's from the he's from that area. Near that area. Yeah. So, so. I
1: but the, I think it's going to be an indicator of the East-West because if if Minnesota can't at the very least play with Penn State and beat Penn State, then you know again every team is different but that's going to give you some idea of of especially where they're at because they're 3 and 0 right now quietly That might, that very might be quietly 3 and
0: 0 10-3 slugfest cuz <laughs> right. those are some bad yeah. offenses
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and, and you know and pretty good defenses really. Yeah, well Milfers minus- have been playing decent defense I don't, I don't know about penn state but yeah that's that's going to be a slugfest uh obviously the wisconsin michigan <laughs> wisconsin just their schedule I think they got Michigan this week, and then Ohio State next week. It's absolutely brutal. I'm going
0: to be excited for that. I might be more excited for that game than a Nebraska game, to be honest with you. Wisconsin, Michigan, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. That again, another big East-West rivalry. That's going to be another kind of indicator of the differences between the two the two divisions. So, and I think that one, where's that one at? Is it's that at one? Michigan. The it's big at house. Michigan yeah. in the Big House. So they should. I'd imagine they're probably favored in that game. But, uh, yeah, that'll tell us where Wisconsin's really at. If that's a close game, if that's a close game, I don't think Wisconsin will really drop much. And that's going to, I think, verify the scariness of Wisconsin this year. Well, there's another game outside of the
0: conference going on that's going to affect the rankings, which is Clemson-Louisville. Right, yeah,
1: that's another big game.
0: So Michigan or Wisconsin will move up.
1: That's on Friday night too, I think, isn't it? I think that I don't think that's on Saturday. Is it? I think it's on Friday. Even better. I know. I think so. I, I guess I'm coming over big, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, there's a big game that's on Friday.
0: I guess I know where I'll be tomorrow night.
1: So, but yeah, that game's going to again another uh, another important game, obviously out of conference, but that's going to determine a lot. Just as Wisconsin
0: well. is so good on defense, but so is Michigan. Yeah. I mean, they're both
1: that that's probably going to be a slobber knocker too.
0: And with new quarterbacks and, man, that's going to be a huge – It's who would have thought Michigan-Wisconsin would be that big of a game this quick? I know. Quick, this yeah, quick.
1: No. Yeah, no. Unless I, Miles would be fired. You know what the funny thing is, though? <laughs> yeah. You know what the funny thing is, though? It's Wisconsin's 11. We're 15. Well, I know. I mean, granted, they have a better resume so far.
0: We were like in the top 40 to start the year.
1: Yeah, but we're 15. We have a really – we could be a – again – Actually, top ten and versus ranked top ten, but we could be ranked top ten before, before going into that Wisconsin yeah, our, very easily.
0: Our Oregon get, win doesn't look as good since they just lost to Colorado, mm-hmm. but now Colorado—if you've seen them Whoa, play at all—but
1: they've looked, yeah, they
0: have looked really good.
1: Yeah, they've looked. They're not the dumpster fire that they so, have been in the past. Who they took another team? Who'd they take to the brink? Uh, I think the, like the week before that, is it Stanford. Yeah, they took somebody.
0: Washington. It was one of those Pac-12 teams that is ranked. Yeah, they just about beat.
1: Yeah, so they've they've looked a lot better. Uh, I was noticing Rutgers might be a a quiet team too because th- it's more the eye test thing. I was watching that game, uh, the Rutgers Iowa game, and they looked they just looked like a totally different team.
0: Well, They've always had talent. I mean, New Jersey. We've Nebraska's had good talent from mm-hmm. New Jersey over yeah. the years. And so getting those guys to be disciplined and, and play disciplined football has kind of always been the challenge, but yeah. Chris Ash seems to have at least got those. He just program. looked a
1: lot more physical than yeah. they have in the past.
0: And that kid that got hurt, man, that was a, I don't know if you guys saw that injury. No, oh, I don't. Um, he got chased down from behind by an Iowa kid, and he, it was uh, the 14, horse. the DB.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, Desmond King.
0: Yeah. And uh, he actually stripped him, but landed right on his. Like oh yeah 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 shin. I did see that yeah oh it looked awful so I hope he just had a high ankle sprain but because he, he was good he was yeah. probably their best player on offense
1: yeah but they they just they've looked a lot better they looked way more physical and their two losses their first loss was to Washington now Washington steamrolled them a bit but that's Washington's a good, also a really good team right and then fourteen seven to Iowa so those are their only two losses. Uh, I mean, that's not a terrible resume so far. I guess we'll find out here this week. (laughs) Yeah, we'll find out this week. (laughs) They got Ohio State. But I don't know. That that could be a team that once it gets through, I mean, they've been kind of a gauntlet here the early part of the season. Once they get through that, they might pick up some wins down the road and actually end up being a decent team. I'm actually, I looked at that and I thought, God,
0: I'm glad we don't play them this year.
1: Yeah, because that's one of those teams that you could
0: that could be the end of the season like snoozer. You are like,
1: <laughs> yeah, you could go into that game thinking, oh, we got this, and it end up being one of those uh, gotcha games, right? So, anyway, th- I mean, those were looking at the games coming up for for the Big Ten. Those were those were some of the the, the ones that stuck out to me. I I still really think the Iowa versus uh, Northwestern game is going to be a really really important game for the West.
0: Well, I think Purdue and Maryland.
1: Purdue and Maryland, yeah.
0: Maryland's playing a lot better as well. And uh, I haven't per- been
1: able to watch uh, any of their games.
0: Purdue's won, I think, more games already this year than they did all of last year. So,
1: oh, yeah, that's a start. Um, Done. Did the four and zero Indiana thing? <laughs> yeah, four and zero, and then zero and eight.
0: Well, in Michigan State, Indiana is another good game too because they both just—they're coming off a of tough losses.
1: Yeah, again, Indiana's one of those teams I really haven't had a chance to watch, but. Historically, with their offense, they were they've been a team that they can be in any game, right? Because they can just score a bunch of points. It's kind of like Northwestern used to be, uh, really kind of before Nebraska got into the Big Ten
0: back when they had Trevor Simeon, <laughs> no, Bronker's starting quarterback. That,
1: before that, even it was even before like Kane Coulter and all that. They uh, uh, Persa was the quarterback that I remember specifically, but. They were that fast-paced, uh, run around, like you know, run around, almost like a Texas Tech type offense. They still do some of that, but they've shifted more to the Big Ten, to
0: the RPO style. offense they call it.
1: Yeah, they've 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 got a little more power power game in in their game now and play better defense. I hope but.
0: we can get talk football because the the RPO comments annoy the hell out of me. What do you mean run pass option?
1: What What do you mean by the RPO comments though?
0: Well, people like, oh, the, the big thing that for everybody to talk about is RPO now, run pass out. So zone read.
1: Invented by Brett Favre.
0: Zone read. <laughs> yeah, basically. But, I mean, RPO has been around for since football was created. It's called bootleg, you idiots. <laughs> a bootleg is a, a sprint out, a brute leg. It's all RPO.
1: Yes, but that's different. That's different than I have a, I have a run play, that is called, but I have a wide receiver run in a slant. And I'm gonna check. I'm just gonna decide at the line to pull out and throw the slant instead of. I mean,
0: you teach a bootleg the same way. You say, you tell them.
1: Yeah, but you don't on a bootleg. It's a called bootleg. There's no option at the line. You just run the play.
0: Right, but you you give them the option to either run for the first down or throw for it. Again, same uh, deal.
1: uh, It's not the same deal.
0: It's run pass option. (laughs) Like, (laughs) hey, I had another guy that coaches agree with me. He's like, "What's this RPO crap?" (laughs) That's like, <laughs> it's Anyway, it, it's not called RPO. It's called zone read, gun read. It's a zone read option. It's not RPO.
1: I, I, I'm feeling like we're uh, going down, get off my grass coach lane. Oh, yes. I'll go down that rabbit hole
0: <laughs> and I will win.
1: <laughs> because, it, so apparently when Brett Favre first did it and nobody had ever seen it before and everybody, boredom. Was, like, everybody was like, what in the world is that? Apparently, that was no big deal. It was just, that's what it always has been. It's always been RPO. <laughs> Unbelievable. You made me watch that. <laughs> People
0: just come up with a new term so that they can sound smarter, but it means the same damn thing. It's called zonery.
1: You're, you're quibbling over semantics because you just, know that they're they're really two different things.
0: But no, it annoys me because everybody wants to say RPO to sound more intelligent and so it actually makes you sound dumber.
1: What should they call it then? Zone read. Okay, zone read is like a is as I understand it is a run play.
0: Zone read is the same thing as RPO. It is RPO. You can give the the re, you can give the inside zone or outside zone, you can pull it or you can throw the bubble. That's what <laughs> it is. Okay. That's called R, that's what I, they call I RPO.
1: I don't think most people when they think when they think of zone read they they would think of a I think there was a zone read without the pass option. So
0: RPO basically dumbs it down for you people out there that don't understand football.
1: Zone read, I, I think, would be more typically considered a run play without no. the pass option. Absolutely but, okay. not. Right.
0: It's it's all built into the same play.
1: All right, we'll we'll, we'll defer to the to to coach. Are we here? call a uh, call. Uh, you gonna call one of your coach buddies?
0: I call Pike. He's from. IWCC.
1: Tell him to bring his uh, defensive playbook.
0: We're <laughs> the RPO zone read. <laughs> Oregon offense over IWCC for four years. What does he call it? Zone read. Not All RPO. right.
1: All agree to disagree. I think you've been out of coaching too long. All right. We're going to take a break. I'm going to set Pat straight. When we get back, we're going to get into Illinois versus Nebraska. You're listening to Scarlet Cream Podcast on HuskerNoWDoll.com. Hey, be sure to check out our private Facebook group at huskernodal.com slash Facebook. If you'd like to interact with us one-on-one, ask questions, give suggestions, we notify you whenever we start the podcast so you can get your questions or comments in and we can try and get them on the show for you. So again, it's a private Facebook group. Just head on over to huskernodal.com slash Facebook, select the request to join button and we'll get you added into the group. Welcome back to Scarlet and Cream podcast on HuskerNoItAll dot com. This segment we're going to break down Illinois versus Nebraska. So to start off, Illinois coming into the game is one and two. Their one win is over Murray State, which was fifty two to three. Then they lost to North Carolina forty eight twenty three and Western Michigan thirty four to ten. So uh, again, one and two coming in. Nebraska, of course, four and oh, so some of the interesting story, one of the things that I found anyway, that I thought was interesting about Illinois coming in was, was the West Lunt and kind of the, the storm cloud surrounding him. Because I think there was a lot of, at least from the outside, there was some expectations for him coming into the season and i think he won the job fairly quickly if i remember right it was ac- actually lovey smith said all when they were asking about the quarterback stuff he he said uh all i had to do was watch the the last quarter of the nebraska game to know that west was going to be our guy or something like that <laughs> which okay but um now he's really struggled the first 3 games and Got to the point where his OC is actually calling him out. Garrick McGee. Is oh, calling dude, him out. he's
0: got better completion percentage than Tommy.
1: Yeah, but uh, I'm trying to remember.
0: He's only throwing one pick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. There was, there was, uh, it was one of the games where he really struggled. He was like below, he was like at 50% completion percentage. <laughs> yeah. We'll take
0: that with Tommy. <laughs> I mean, All it, day, was, baby.
1: it was horrible. But, uh, his OC was calling him out, saying he needed to show more passion. He didn't feel like he was showing enough passion. Oh,
0: he's got the Jay Cutler syndrome.
1: Yeah, uh, maybe like it's a Lovey Smith thing. Running and diving and for first downs and Dude, stuff like
0: that. He's got the draft coming up, man. You <laughs> <be> getting <laughs> he, hurt
1: He play like this, he ain't gonna make the draft. Sucker.
0: All I've heard everybody talk about all week is um, a Lovey Smith, and then B, Illinois makes has made some big plays, and so he. You know, they've got touched long touchdowns of 65 and 56 rushing. Oh, those are the same ones by the receivers so it looks like maybe reverses or something. 68 and 56. That's kind of weird. Different people, same yardage. Anyway, I would I wonder when those were at in the game. Yeah. Were they at the beginning of the game or at the end of the game when the second strings in or that type of thing. So, I haven't looked to see the play by play where they happened during the game, but that's one thing to look at right away. And then, you know, what what exactly happened on that play when you're watching film. So that's a little concerning is just they've got somewhat of a big play offensive name.
1: Yeah, that's what they're, That's I mean, that's what they're known for. And Lunt is kind of known for being able to throw the deep ball, which has been a handicap for our defense like the last couple years, but this year seems like.
0: To lockdown you got into yeah
1: a little better but it's gonna be so we're gonna you know this is a team that's gonna wanna gonna wanna go deep on us quite a bit probably so yeah. it's, we're gonna see if we've really short up that part of our game well
0: it seems like that if they can't get a big play going they can't get anything going right yeah so well, they, they kind of live and die by that
1: they had they had just three rushing yards against Western Michigan in their last game.
0: Western Michigan's no joke, by the way. I think they're undefeated still. Yeah, three and right. Off. And but they who they beat earlier in this year from the Big Ten,
1: wasn't it? Oh, you mean Big Twelve? Big. I thought weren't they the ones that beat Oklahoma I thought State? They beat. Or maybe not. Oh, it might have been. Maybe that I thought was they beat like
0: Penn State or something.
1: Hmm. Wouldn't be surprising. Penn State uh, doesn't tend to show up,
0: but. Um. Yeah, Western Michigan's been playing really well. That guy's gonna get a a move up in the (laughs) in in the division somewhere. But um, you know the I think the whole story is gonna be Lovey Smith and Michael Rose Ivy will be the other part of the story.
1: Did you hear? Yeah, did you hear what Lovey Smith said about the whole thing? No. Yeah, he said uh, I have the I actually have the the quote right up here somewhere. Uh, He basically was saying that he wants his players. Uh yeah I guess I don't have it up here but he wants his players to be involved in the community he wants his players to voice their opinion he wants them to have opinions politically and and pick candidates and know why they're picking them and he wants them if they disagree with something to say something and like he wants them to be involved in this kind of stuff which I thought was a pretty uh I like I, I mean I agree I like that that quote but I thought that was fairly interesting quote from him
0: i know we're kind of doubling back to the start of the show but it made me think about um greg popovich's quote um about all of this and he's like i know exactly why they're doing what they're doing and they should be doing it and until you live the life of a black man you won't understand and that was popovich's statement I
1: i read that which is true but i also like You know, you you don't know what it's like to be a white guy. You know what I mean? Like, you can say that same thing the other way. I understand that. And yet, there's plenty of people who like to comment about what it's like to be white. So, uh, that aren't. So, uh, that kind of... When I see that kind of stuff, I'm like, Like, whatever. Because it's too easy to do that. Like, I was listening to the radio, and they're like, well, I'm not... Uh, I think it was Josh Peterson was like, Well, I'm not questioning Michael Rhodes Ivy because I've never I've never walked a day in his shoes or whatever. Like, well, yeah, but he's never been a cop. And he's 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 kind of questioning that kind of stuff. Or there's plenty of people out there that are minorities who talk all the time about what it's like to be a white person. They're not white. Yeah. <laughs> like they like to comment all the time, so it's like that to me that doesn't
0: the the, the one that gets me is white privilege. Aspect of it because
1: right, that's where you get into the systemic, institutional.
0: You and I have never experienced any type of privilege, right, yeah, in our upbringing. And it's kind of like, well, uh, yeah, I don't know,
1: I don't yeah, know about yeah. that privilege thing, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so oh, it's too, I think it's a cop out, I guess. What I'm saying is, I think it's a cop out to say, well, I've never walked in that person's shoes. Nobody's ever walked in anybody else's shoes. So if that's the case, we should all just not have opinions on each other.
0: Well, that's what some people believe. You know. Opinions are invalid. Well. You're not allowed to have them. I mean. So getting back to the game, you know, I I really think we need to improve rushing game-wise, which seems like a good game to do it. Um,
1: Yeah, from the sounds of it, they're front sevens legit uh listen to the, the not
0: rushing the ball stopping the run has been a weakness of ours oh
1: yeah this year yeah 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 no compared I, to last year yeah no definitely we need to i mean i think we're a little better against northwestern the some of the commentary after the game anyway was at least they weren't able to get the, the to run the ball much i i didn't look at the stats but um. Yeah, and this is a team to do it against, too. I mean, <laughs> three rushing yards in their last game <laughs> bodes well for your defense. Right, but so
0: I don't know if you can expect that type of effort again next week because what do you think they're going to focus on? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, offensively at Illinois, that's what they're going to Yeah. – they're going to come out to run the ball. Yeah. So.
1: Run the ball, and I, I'm really – if there's one thing I'm concerned about in this game is the deep shots is – you know a team that wants to do it consistently and you know we've ha- we've had a little bit of challenge that way but I don't think we've had a team that come has come out and just that's their game plan they're just going to take shots deep the whole game so hopefully that leads to you know it might le- lead to a few big plays for them but hopefully it le- leads to a lot of turnovers well, for I made us. the
0: comment last week locked down you you know, it was looking pretty good, and you know, I got some blowback from gonna, gonna a say. couple people that said, "Hey, well, I got problems with the safeties Look, and this and that," and then they don't show up to talk on the show about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you I can't their, argue with me about thing, it if you don't show up.
1: I get their point because there's 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 some work that needs done, but I want to know what the hell he's talking about, though. I mean, I don't. Well, yeah, the safeties uh, have they been that bad? I, I don't think they've been. They've been terrible, but lockdown is a very kind of specific. uh Although you know what, I'll say this: you really haven't seen from our our corner play. I think has been really good. Hey, have you seen a ton of balls caught on Kalu or Chris Jones? No, I I don't even. Chris Jones, they haven't even thrown his way all that well, much.
0: The thing I was gonna say is a lot of times, if if he's talking about the balls being caught in front of the safeties. Because have you seen anything going over the top? Mm. But maybe one time it happened.
1: The the only real one was um,
0: was actually
1: against Oregon when Kyron Williams broke it up at the last second. But well, there was one where they said he should have been over top of that play. So Kyron
0: and um, Gary. There was one where they got they got beat deep.
1: Yeah, in the Northwestern game. there's one where they split the safeties uh, for a touchdown. So
0: maybe it was that one I'm thinking of. But yeah.
1: A lot of times what's caught in front of those guys
0: is the underneath coverage.
1: Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And
0: Riley hasn't been necessarily real happy with the under coverage. Yeah, so. the
1: linebacker play, both run fits and underneath coverage, they have consistently not been happy with it.
0: Lockdown U has to do with DBs, right. bro. Yeah. Not the linebackers.
1: Yeah. I, and the whole thing was is they never said that it wasn't one of those things that came up as this is what we are. It was more one of those things. This is what we it was a, a thing to aspire to,
0: right? And giving yourself a name and a and an identity and something to shoot for, yeah, is a good thing. Yeah. So I'm that's all why about I'm okay. promoting it.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm okay with it. But,
0: so I just I was trying to figure out what's wrong with the safeties. I don't.
1: Yeah, I, like I said, I, I think you, there's a there's some things that you could point out, and I think there's probably certain. Certain scenarios and games where some of the underneath stuff was the safety responsibility that maybe hasn't been as good, but yeah, I think a lot of that can get misconstrued. That's actually I mean, the linebacker play underneath.
0: I see those guys making plays. Kyron on a,
1: Williams has been on an out
0: route or on a comeback on the sideline. Yeah, come on now, Kyron Williams has played. He's been a beast. That's pretty good. Yeah, those safeties getting under those routes, it's tough.
1: And it's nowhere close to what it was a year. I I know it's. You you don't want to keep going back comparing yourself to a six and seven season, but just to see the growth that we've made in one year, it's incredible. So, um, yeah, so l- let's go ahead and dive into our our three things and and your prediction. So, what are your three things?
0: the The three things that are big for me this week is obviously uh, defensive backfield play. I, I'll probably say that every game the rest of the year, but especially this week, given the number of big plays that um, they've been able to get. Um special teams. I wanna see um Pearson L get a, a punt return. And I, I almost feel like last week it was the punt return guys blocking that didn't allow us to get a return. Mm. It seemed like we didn't hold anybody up. So I don't know. I mean, I guess you'd have to go back and watch the film on the punts and all that stuff, but so
1: Well, and sometimes, you know, they're 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 playing for to deal with a fake right they're playing to 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 not necessarily to get a good return but to make sure that they don't fall for a like people just i think people sometimes just oh i want a punt return so bad i'm not saying you but you hear people criticize bruce reed all the time i know
0: and i think some
1: of it is warranted some of it isn't but you can't just look at oh we didn't get a good punt return this game so bruce reed sucks well what's what was the strategy what was the like some well, of those I watched, and there was literally some of the co- the the punts that uh, DPE caught. There were like six Northwestern guys around him and no blockers in sight.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: You're not going to tell me that there wasn't something else going, that they just missed all those blocks.
0: Right, for fake or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that
1: there's something else going on there.
0: Correct. Yeah, so like I said, I would have to know what was going on mm-hmm. before I could say it was the blocking. Um so, anyway, I want to see special teams improve. I think our kick coverage is the only thing that wasn't necessarily the best last week. But, um, again, I'd like to see Mornay get a nice return, do something different. And then, um, you know, if we can make it through a week without one of our running backs fumbling and <laughs> making a bonehead. I mean, it's happened three or four weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. The Oregon game, we didn't lose any of them. And then last week we did and it's just kinda
1: Yeah, it's been sloppy. Uh,
0: yeah. I I don't know if it's just the lack of confidence because they don't get all the reps or what, but our running backs need to hang on to the damn ball and make some plays. <laughs> I mean it's really that's really what it is. Yeah. They they haven't been that great this year. Yeah. All
1: right. So my three things actually flip back where you left off is running backs, but it's a specific running back for me and it's Mikael Wilbon. You know he got a his first really decent look, and he looked pretty good.
0: Yeah, you know I think everybody's kind of excited to see if he's going to get some more yeah work in that area.
1: So I'm I'm I want to see how much time he gets or how many snaps he gets and what he's able to do with it. That could be he could end up being the the solution. You know I love o- Ozigbo, but he's still just more of a pounder a bruiser. Uh, Mikhail Wilbon seems like he's that good mix of he's got enough power, but he's also got the wiggle and the speed and so forth. So I want to see that. I think the other two are just, I mean, obvious, uh, the, the big plays on defense, whether we give up big plays or not, that's going to be story of the story of the defense is giving up big plays. And then offensively, same thing you said, same thing, we probably say every week is the ability to run the ball. You know, it's we're a team that has to be able to run the ball to to first to be able to uh, have effective offense or efficient offense. I think,
0: with the exception of the first game of the year, we really haven't kind of imposed our will upon people.
1: I mean, At Northwestern, least not till late.
0: Northwestern, we ran better, but we haven't come out of the gates like just yeah. hammering people. Not start to finish, yeah. and we had a chance to. Right. Last week,
1: yeah. Well, that was the that was the the weird thing is we came out that first drive and it was I mean it was like okay we're gonna steamroll these guys <laughs> I know and then he fumbled and then it was like the next drive we went three and out and then we struck, like we struggled at, for a little bit after that until really the second half. So it, well, it's just weird how that stuff can can flip itself. A so bit. it's
0: an emotional game. Yeah, you know. So you expect to score and then all of a sudden you don't. And you're kind of like it's oh, a big letdown. Yeah. So overcoming that kind of stuff is a challenge.
1: Yeah. So running game. I actually have a. I kind of have a fourth, and a, and that is I, is I I do want to see how all of this stuff this week affects the team, and I think the way it would affect them would be a slow start. the The hard part is that we've kind of had slow starts all season, so I think it'll be difficult to tell. But I've I've really I really think just everything that's been said. I know we've kind of gone back and forth on it from the players, the coaches. I I think it might have the opposite effect. I think they might come out for this game with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and ready to just yeah, t- you know, lay some wood.
0: Teenagers are kind of funny because their lives are a lot of times day to day kind of hectic, mm-hmm. sporadic, oh, kind yeah. of. I mean, kind of all over the place. Not especially a lot,
1: especially of... a D one athlete,
0: right? So <laughs> they're a lot more resilient and tough minded than what you give them credit for. And a lot of times, they get on that football field, and it's kind of like everything else just kind of falls away, and they go yeah. play.
1: Yeah, you're not thinking about, you know, I, you you played when you're playing a game. You're you're playing. You're thinking about that play and right the score, and like you're not thinking about what your girlfriend said to you you know 2 hours ago or your press conference on monday or what some guy tweeted you like i i think that stuff gets gets a little bit overrated right yeah. uh, because once you get into the game the, all that stuff goes away the ol- i think the only time it affects you is the start those first couple series when it's not that you're thinking about that stuff it's just that you're not as focused as you could be
0: i, I i've i've always felt like it's more the Week of preparation, right? Yeah, and the focus that you put in that it affects, and so the actual
1: practices leading up. Yeah, you're
0: you may feel like you're mentally sharp and locked in, but even though you haven't been all or you haven't been all week, so you're there's some things you may have not Mm -hmm. paid attention to that you normally have. But I think that with the staff that we have in place and the way things. I think God, they've been handled this pretty stuff good.
1: Happened with this st- <laughs> I'm just going to say that again.
0: <laughs> it's just, I think we'll be. F-
1: thank you, sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> I think we'll be good. Plus,
0: guys will be happy to be home from their own crowd. Yeah. So
1: it'll be, I will be. Do they do, uh, do they actually announce lineups like they do in the NFL for college? I don't, I can't remember. They
0: do. It's just not real like formal.
1: I didn't know if they actually announced some players and if they're going like, to, mm, no. They'll but, announce like the defensive players and yeah. he'll.
0: It's, it's not formal whenever, I mean, at least from my experience, whenever the NCAA did it, we were always over in the locker room getting ready for the game. Oh, uh, okay. So and it was like 10 minutes before. It'd
1: be maybe a little interesting to see the reaction that he gets. I would imagine it be mostly positive, but.
0: I, I honestly could care to hear, care less to hear any more about it <laughs> and I would like to move on to football. <laughs>
1: Well, we gotta we gotta score the sits and the or the stands and the kneels, and then we gotta we gotta score the hands over the hearts versus hands behind the backs. That's another one too. I'm a hand behind the backer guy, but I don't know where what team you're on. If your team, team, I always heart. I always put it on my heart, but
0: that's just because of all my brothers always, that were in the military.
1: I always tell so so I've seen people. I always tell people, you know what? I'll do what I damn well please during the national anthem. <laughs> Anybody wants to say anything to me, they can go. Piss off, because most of those people haven't spent a a year actually doing this. Okay,
0: did you guys last... play the national anthem before you went out for a fight
1: last time? <laughs> yeah, we always played it while we we're yeah. Last the last thing that I I want the one thing that annoys me more than anything about the national anthem and the the people reacting to all this is you have these people who will go on there and they'll say, "Well, the national anthem is about." All the soldiers, and they'll go off on the military, right? And then you're like, "Oh yeah, when'd you when'd you serve? Oh well, I didn't. Okay, well, quit invoking my name and what I did to make your point, because I don't freaking agree with you. That that's the one thing that probably annoys me more than anything out of this.
0: It seems like me with the military. That's there's a you're either on one side or the other. There's no kind of middle ground. Like either you are like wholeheartedly against all of the protests going on or you are wholeheartedly in agreement with it for whatever reason. Yeah. I haven't heard a lot of military people saying, eh, whatever.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah, I've given knowing the guys that I served with and so forth, the one thing about the military is that I think more than more than probably the rest of the population or whatever, they'll surprise you. Like the people... Like the people who you would think, oh, this dude is going to totally hate Colin Kaepernick for this. Like it'd be the guy. No, no, that's he'll be the exact opposite. Right. The, they're the one I found among my military friends, it's usually where I find the most surprises. There's a
0: guy I work with. It's like, he's all pissed off about it. (laughs) (laughs) He's like railing on and on and on about it.
1: Has he ever served? Yeah. Yeah.
0: He was in, he, he, uh, fought in Afghanistan and all that stuff and. Well, um,
1: then he's entitled to his opinion. Everybody, lot, he nobody lost, else is though. Lost people and all that stuff, yeah. and then
0: you know, and then there's you and other people that I know that have fought, or Eric. that like, hey, it's a right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, i don't, okay. We'll leave it. We'll <laughs> we'll go on. Let's get your prediction before we wrap up.
0: I was thinking about this as I walked in, and I was listening to the radio, and everybody was saying Brask going to walk away with it. Um, so I'm going to factor in. The home crowd, and then all the things going on this week. Yeah, spit it out. But I've been baby. in the
1: 40s. Hey, we got 10 seconds for a heartbreak. Spit I'm going 38-10.
0: Okay.
1: All right. Yeah. I mean, I I think this is just like like a Northwestern. We would have slapped them not for some spit really weird plays, but I think we're gonna slap these guys 10, too. I'm nine. going 41-13. Uh, I don't. Ooh. I don't and i think it's going to be early too i, I don't know what
0: the line out. is i haven't heard the line this i week. think
1: we're going to come out i think we're going to come out fast in this game so all right that'll wrap it up for the episode again thanks for listening if you want to subscribe you can head on to H- over to huskernowitall.com all the links and latest episodes and everything is up there you can subscribe on android itunes soundcloud uh, you know, uh, Spotify is in talks to buy SoundCloud, so maybe soon you'll be able to even subscribe over on Spotify. Never know.
0: Thanks for stopping by, Shane.
1: <laughs> anyway, that'll do it for the episode. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Hey, you want to become a regular listener of the show? You can head on over to com slash iTunes, com slash Android, or com slash SoundCloud in order to subscribe and make sure that you never miss an episode.